0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Hey y'all, Snowman here. It is Thursday, November 30th, tomorrow's Friday, December 1st, and there will not be live shows for the next two days because... Uh, there are I have four games to prepare for uh, got some stuff going on here and um, still putting some things together with the show. So I will be back with you guys on Monday with a live show. Thanks. <laughs>
1: do it we'll do it live do it live i'll write it and we'll do it live this is snowman in the morning and it begins now i ask myself is it worth it i answer myself yes yes it is worth it i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore hello baby did you not get the memo are you kidding me
0: all right, damn it. Oh, wait. I didn't do that right. <laughs> Sarah's laughing at me, of course. Let me try that again. Good morning! Now I can resume. All right, damn it. Cut the damn music. No, I'm kidding. Snowman of the Morning brought to you by Cleaver Supplements, pure supplements for when genetics are just not enough. If you want to be a sponsor of this year' program, drop an email to info at snowmaninthemorning.com. We are streamed live on Arena Sports Net, 3 and Out Radio, and we are replayed via Radio AFS. You can also find us live and on replay via the TuneIn app and also iHeartRadio. So we're getting out all over the place. I got the King of Connecticut, Matt Granahan, coming in approximately 60 seconds from now. We're going to talk some stuff. Uh, This is the Express Edition. Uh, because my better half is not feeling good, and I got some stuff to get ready for a Thursday doubleheader, but I'm going to help her out around the house also. And uh, we got got some things to get going. Um, for those of you who posed the question, Austin is doing better. He is walking. He's using a walker. He's got a, walk- a small walking boot. He's going to get an extended walking boot. Uh, in about three weeks time so thank you all for for your concern and uh, uh, talking about them and everything I really I I really appreciate that I know I said I would have a full show today but uh, so much going on so much cleaning we have to do and reorganizing we're still putting the studio together so be patient tomorrow we're going to talk a lot of college football Chris Dietz will join me during the second hour but let me shout let me send out some get well wishes and some prayers to Betty Cantley. She was supposed to join me this morning to talk NBA, but unfortunately, she suffered an accident and fell last night. She's currently in the hospital, so we're going to make this an express edition. I'm going to have Matt come on. We're going to talk, and then we're going to uh, wrap things up. Let me say hi also to Trey Snide, uh, the fellow in charge of three and out rate of uh, the uh, three and out radio network, who. Syndicates uh, Snowman in the Morning, while I'm uh, while I'm in the process of making some announcements, got a very exciting one for those of you that uh, listen to Arena Sportsnet Chicago and all of our exploits there. Remember, we have the Chicago Public League for many many years. When we were under another name. I am excited to announce that we have partnered with St. Joseph High School in Westchester, Illinois. And we are going to broadcast their basketball games this coming season. And Connor Klingen, my good friend, will be the voice. You heard him do St. Joseph football. Got a lot to organize with that page. But if you want to listen in, arenasportsnet.com slash St. Joseph. All right? That is how you get to them. I'm waiting for Matt to I'm waiting for Matt to call in. But while he does call in, let me pose a question. And it goes Oh, he's getting ready to call in now. I'll I'll save this for tomorrow cuz I know I'm going to have uh, the King of Connecticut on here in a couple of moments. Some of the things tomorrow that we are going to hit, why does a school get fined when fans rush the field especially when it's the Iron Bowl? We'll talk about all that tomorrow. Right now, I want to welcome a very special friend, the host of the King's Court that you hear Thursday nights here on Arena Sports Net and Three and Out Radio, uh, also on iTunes. My good friend, we're in our third season, and I love working with this guy. Matt Granahan, the King of Connecticut, has joined me. Your Majesty, good morning.
1: Good morning, Brian Snow. Happy Holidays. <laughs>
0: Thank you, my friend. How's how's life down in South Carolina?
1: Good. I uh, hear an echo, though. I can hear my my voice.
0: That's a
1: little loud. I'm. Uh... Actually, no. It, it went away. It okay. went away when I All first right. said Happy Holidays. I heard <laughs> Happy Holidays right back. Okay. Coming right back at me. Yeah.
0: yeah There's a l- little bit of delay. We're, like I said, we're getting everything together with the studio and the show and everything.
1: How you been, buddy? Doing great uh Brian Snow, I'm excited about the season three finale this week. Yeah. We haven't, uh, and I wanted to just say, you know, we hadn't coordinated that much on it with uh, Thanksgiving weekend and I'm uh, being busy around that, but we will uh, get to it. And what I want to do with that special, we talked about it briefly. We're going to have sort of a greatest hit because we've had so many awesome episodes. Oh, yeah. Fifty plus oh yeah episodes. And I wanna round out season three by giving people just a little taste of what the King's Court is all about. From the comedy with the UFC Hall of Famers Dan the B Severn and, and Stefan Bonner and uh, Phil Baroni, the New York badass, some of the, the funnier moments of the lighter side and also some of the more serious Analysis we've done like the Bellator Superstar my broadcast partner King Mo as well as with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Miletic getting into politics and just take take the opportunity to give everyone a taste of what the show's about how diverse it is never dull we always strive to bring you entertaining programming I got so much positive response Brian you did a fantastic job on the uh, tribute to Captain Lou Albano, to um, our good, our good buddy uh, New York Badass Phil Baroni's great uncle, great yep. uncle Lou, and man, that was phenomenal. Closing out there with David Letterman, and he just took David Letterman to school. He did in that uh, that nine ten minute clip. <laughs> David you know could what? We get a word in edgewise.
0: It's <laughs> such it's um, such a pleasure to produce the show and co host it with you, man. I've had a blast since we put it together, and I can't wait to put the finale for Season 3 together. We did a Christmas special last year. I think it was you and uh, the New York badass, Phil Baroni, going to have that. And st- Sal, we had Sal, and, yeah, Sal star, on as well. Valley
1: yep. like on there as well. Yep,
0: and what I loved when we started Season 3 back in... Um, back in may and for those of you don't know we usually record our episodes in advance and then we post them when we had pat miletic on we had slated we would only go 30 to 45 minutes and it wound up being 95 minutes of gold man i mean that was just so much fun to do to just listen to pat and all of his knowledge from not just um from not just sports, but, but all around, especially when we got into the political
1: arena. Yeah, because he was coming on to talk about his new show, The Conspiracy Farm, which was new at that point. Right. been on for a little while now. And I, I knew Pat from having trained at his uh, old gym there in Austin, Texas at CTC. And knew him through uh, the Prince of Persia, Kamal, who we joked about on the show right. with him. Um, and I knew that he was into politics, and I knew that um, he was a very well-read guy. So I was preparing for some of that, but I did not expect it to be as lengthy and as in-depth. It was unbelievable. People yeah. really need to listen to that. Yeah. So we'll give him just a little taste of that. And on that note, Brian, what I was thinking is, you know, you and I will get uh, together uh, privately and discuss. Yeah. I had taken some of those clips from various episodes to promote on youtube but i don't like the audio of those i think it would be better if we pull from the original episodes yeah the listeners yeah. Uh, the best possible it's just going to be a matter of me sitting down and coordinating with you what clips to take you right. got so much awesome material from the greatest hits
0: uh, you know what the greatest hits to close out season three is 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 perfect and the response has been absolutely incredible since we launched uh the king's court and i know so many people have asked you know are we on a uh, are we on iTunes yet? Yes, we are. We are on iTunes. Uh, soon uh, to be on iHeartRadio. Radio. I'm working with um, my buddy Trace Knight from Three and Out Radio on that. And King Score is going to get syndicated by a couple of other networks. Uh, some buddies that um, I have in mind. Now, I want to bring this up, and I want pe- I want people to get a laugh out of this. I think it was last year. You had a match, did you not? Down in down in Kentucky.
1: So it was around with, this time last year, yeah, in, uh, December. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Tell the people about that. We actually had the press conference that you hosted with yes. the young Adam Newsom. Yes, uh, <laughs> you know, it was. I had to take a shower after that. Uh, that was lowering myself to listening to to for him sure. and, and but trying was to get so through that though. trying to get through that inbred accent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had some heats with the young Adam Newsom going back, right, training at Shattuck MMA and. I scuffled him up pretty bad over there and embarrassed him. I, and he uh, he wanted to get me in the squared circle in mm-hmm. in pro wrestling and and he did. And I went out there and I introduced a foreign object to the youth of Eastern <laughs> Kentucky, uh, of course being the toothbrush. Yeah. And uh, came out dancing to you the is I, uh, "I Tell You What Merry Christmas Baby." I tell,
0: I tell you what, um, these guys put some of the best promos together, you know, firing each other up before before the match and they would send they would send their promos to me. And when Matt introduced the toothbrush and the day I played that, I was in my old studio. I was just on the floor crying from the laughter. We had all three of
1: us had so much fun promoting that match. Oh yeah, it was a blast and the cool thing was when I got out there to the mountains because our they're way out there yeah. in the sticks, yeah. and particularly when I was when I was dancing my way to the ring and <laughs> I <ended> am <laughs> grinding for all the ladies, and I looked right. at all the all the kids in the front row, and then I gazed beyond that into because uh, the kids were all lining up to the front row to get right. their toothbrushes right, I was right, right. Out sack. <laughs> and I looked at their their parents and even some of their older brothers and sisters, and I realized uh, it was hitting close to home because mm-hmm. there there weren't many teeth. Uh, on the in the mouths of the, the adults like as soon as they had 16 17 they, right. they all started to fall out so i need to get back there and do some uh, dental checkups in, uh, eastern, uh, eastern are you two Kentucky.
0: are you two gonna tangle again
1: are y'all gonna tell we were we were supposed to but what and i want to talk about this what's going on now i on one of my main focuses on the weekends is, uh, with the 864 Fighting Championships. Did you hear, um, Haley Catherine, uh, Marcoloni, the, uh, uh, the, the national anthem that she sang here I at did. King's Castle last night? I did. I did. Yeah, she's, oh, it's just a beautiful voice. She actually opens up the, uh, graduation ceremony since 2013 at Clemson, uh, where she just graduated from last year to have her sing the national anthem. There, and she sang for some of the football games, too. So nice. she's gonna I introduced her to George to um, sing the national anthem for HX Four Fighting Championships mm-hmm. uh, shows, which there are 11 shows that have been announced for 2018. But in addition to that, I'm going to be hosting their weekly television show uh, for Fox Carolina, which will be broadcast out of the Fox Studios in Greenville. So I'm going to need to go out there pretty much every weekend to record that in the tv studio so so my weekends are getting it's going to be tough for me to commit to to doing any any pro wrestling but i told right. uh adam newsom that if he could get himself here to the carolinas uh some of the areas just as backward as he's used to from home we especially if <laughs> we get out there to some places in the upstate that uh um, I would uh, I would give him an opportunity to have a rematch, and we wouldn't have the crooked referee as hometown right. referee. So right. I don't know if he's going to agree to that or not.
0: Um, if y'all get if, if y'all get together again, and I get a chance to uh, bring my family to see it, I'd love to be behind the mic to call that.
1: Definitely, and and you know what, you need to get behind the mic and call that is coming up. I sent you my promo from yesterday. Yes. Our good friend, the New York badass Phil Baroni, was was royally screwed um, out there in Stockton, uh, Stockton, California, Right. in that dump of Stockton. You know, he had his match with uh, Vinny Massaro, who mm-hmm. claims to be the master of Sicilian jiu jitsu. And I, I told Vinny Massaro in that video, I'm the master of the Sicilian stranglehold. And no one's <laughs> ever survived that when I've applied it so uh he he screwed he same thing with the crooked referees, it right like in all he's good referee and mm-hmm. and it, yeah, and I introduced myself to David Mitchell and to Benny Masaro, and I told them that I am the toast of the East Coast, and the one that all <laughs> your wives love the most and uh, i I also told them that when they're in the hospital on their back screaming in pain, their wives will be on their backs screaming my name. <laughs> You're just causing all sorts of trouble, man. <laughs> so, so that's going to be March the 10th uh, in Stockton, California. I just talked to the promoter. Oh, you going back to Matt Stockton? Freeman from, uh, Matt Freeman inside BJJ. They're running yes. that pro wrestling promotion. Yes. So that's going to be March the 10th. We need you to call that match for sure.
0: <laughs> March the 10th in Stockton, California. Oh, yep, boy.
1: Of time. Yeah. It's, it's their next big show in right. March. Uh, going to be teaming with the Badass. Uh, out there in uh, in Stockton. And, you know, the holidays are here, and, mm-hmm. and uh, along those lines, you know, I have a little holiday jingle, a little Christmas jingle for, oh, boy. uh, for those boys as well, for Vinnie Masano and David Mitchell. Oh, boy. And I think you might have heard me sing this last year or a modified version I, I, of it. I, I think I did. It goes something like this, Brian Snow. <laughs> if they don't show signs of tapping. Yep. I'll just grab their necks for snapping, Snapping. Yep, because the king's just a gigolo. Brian Snow, Brian (laughs) Snow, Brian (laughs) Snow. I've been made into, my name's been made into a Christmas
0: song, folks.
1: (laughs) That's right, and you know, I want to reiterate, you know, 864 Fighting Championships, these guys are doing a phenomenal job. They have another meeting Friday morning. They've got me, uh, put me up at the Kingsland Plantation in Myrtle Beach coming up December 14th and 15th for the weigh-ins and gonna go in the cage and promote the January 20th show. That'll be the first show that I'll be broadcasting on in the new year.
0: Oh man. Uh, and that one great. will be
1: in Greenville. Uh, in Greenville and George Shearer, uh, and, uh, Roy Kim, these guys are doing a phenomenal job with this promotion and they, they will have promised us that they will make this the premier MMA promotion on the East Coast. Man, I can't wait!
0: I cannot wait. The King of Connecticut, Matt Granahan, joining the Snowman on this Tuesday Express edition, talking Kings Court, talking MMA, and Matt getting behind the getting behind the microphone. Tell me some. How did you get started in pro wrestling, man?
1: Oh God! I, I had—I think I told that story on one episode on the show. I've told it on other shows I've been on. I was—I uh, was training at a judo dojo just after college, and it was uh, a little over 20 years ago, and it was in Danbury, Connecticut. It was called uh, Asahi Judo, and my buddy Dave, who had uh, wrestled for a rival high school, mm-hmm. um, was there training with me. And this was back when uh, we talked on the show with uh, King Mo when there were yeah. a lot more wrestlers doing judo. When you could do leg attacks, you could shoot, uh, and they they got rid of that in, like I think it was uh, 2009 or whatever. But um, this was back when a lot of wrestlers were doing judo, and we were having fun with it. But my buddy Dave, he told me that he was going to a wrestling school, and it was Killer Kowalski's wrestling school. Yeah. And I said, man, that's so cool. So he invited me to one of the indie shows. It was, it was in Trumbull or, or Monroe or one of those towns mm-hmm. that he was on and uh, went there and watched it. And I said, I said, brother, I want to do this, man. I want to do this. And what Dave did was, since he and I had a lot of great chemistry wrestling each other and, and going at it in judo, uh, he made me his opponent. And this really? was back before the internet had really ramped up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he made me his opponent and, uh, wrestled him all the way through, uh, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, even up into, uh, some of the more northern areas like New Hampshire. Uh, and the Indies were really hot there. This is back, this is back like 20 years ago. Yeah. In the 90s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just wrestled him and we had a pretty, pretty simple formula. He wanted to be the baby face and uh, I always loved to be hated, loved to be the heel mm-hmm. and I really developed my wrestling style of just performing in front of those crowds. Um, and I've you know, I've said over the years that I have had great mentors in pro wrestling like the great Mephisto, Frankie Kane and of course of course Pops, of course Billy Wicks that had taught me. But where I really cut my teeth in the profession in the profession of wrestling was was in performing in the indies there in the, uh, in the nineties. And Dave kind of got burned out on it after a couple years, but we had a couple years there where we had runs where we were, we were doing not, uh, and we tried never to do exactly the same match, you know, every night, but right. we had a pretty similar formula that worked really well. And we always got a good pop for the crowd. But I learned, I learned this, that you've got to you know take it home, you know, when you're losing the crowd and you got to do things to keep the crowd engaged. Yeah, you and do. of course, I always was was in big into promos back then, and uh, I hadn't developed the King of Connecticut. I was just going by my old high school and college nickname, the Granimal, back then. Right, but uh, the King of Connecticut and I did the, she- the chic, of course. You know, <laughs> um, and I even did one time in pro wrestling. Where I dressed up as a Hasidic Jew, as like I look like a <laughs> rabbi, and I and I walked out with a sheet with a hole cut in, right? You know, because they were supposed to only have a relations through the hole in a sheet. I did that one time too to mix it up a little bit. So yeah. say I'm an equal opportunity offender. I've been a sheik, <laughs> uh, the king of Connecticut, the Jew. So uh, yeah, I love the, I love offending everybody, and that's the thing, you know. Uh, these days, professional wrestling, I feel, has, has really lost its way. professional wrestling is supposed to be offensive. It's supposed to help you suspend reality. It's supposed to be outlandish. Exactly. And in this era of political correctness, they've really really destroyed the fabric of what professional wrestling is.
0: I hate being politically correct, and I'm not politically correct on this show. As you well know, you've appeared on it several times. Some of your uh, friends have appeared on it several times. And in the four years I've had Snowman in the Morning, when the hell have I been politically correct? I call things exactly. like I see I call things but, like I see them.
1: Period. But let me ask you Brian, you're you've been able to be pretty autonomous and have creative control over what you do with the Arena Sports Network. But if you were in a position where you were where you were working for bosses that regulated your 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 speech more, would you feel like that would affect the the quality and the content of your show? I would go bleeping nuts. I would
0: go absolute yeah. I would yeah. go absolutely nuts if everything if everything's regulated and Sarah and I were talking about this because when I when I first met Sarah the first thing she said to me she says I don't have the best filter so I can't be on your show so what do you think happened over the Thanksgiving holiday and people who tuned into the Thanksgiving episode thank you and they loved it I had her open the show <laughs> Yeah that's awesome I had I had Sarah open the show and she opened Friday's episode um, the day after, the day after Thanksgiving. But again, to answer your question, and a lot of people who know me know how I feel. If everything I said was being regulated, and I was forced to give an opinion that wasn't mine,
1: I walk away. I got an idea. You just gave me an idea. How about for this week's King's Court? For this week's retrospective, uh, season three uh, finale. If we have Haley, Catherine, and Mark open up the show singing the national anthem with us on the line. Done. Done. Awesome. Yeah, I'll get I'll coordinate Done. that with her and make sure you coordinate the main thing then. is we'll the schedule. It. Yep. Um, what what I might do is I might have her leave it on one of the studio lines for you to pull off if we can't yeah. pull it together with exactly when we can coordinate, you know, with times and so forth. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely
0: perfect. I've had so many people ask me over the years, have you sent a demo to ESPN? Have you sent a demo to Fox? Have you sent a demo? I just got one this morning from a, an old uh, school buddy of mine. Have you sent a demo to WGN? Yes, I have, and I haven't gotten a response back, and I know exactly why. And one of my managers told me this.
1: I speak the truth, period. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, ESPN has just become so politically involved, uh, politically correct. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it is. You it's know? it's horrible.
0: It's horrible that ESPN has lost its way and a pair of mouth and they got into bed with a pair of mouse ears. They yeah, did that it's, initially. It's,
1: it's terrible.
0: Well, people don't realize with ESPN they got into bed with Disney in 1984. The deal just didn't come out in full until 2000. And that's, that's, when right. everything, that's when everything began to shift. They kept it behind the scenes for 16 years because 1984 is when they first started getting everything together. And the network, I believe, that has suffered the most has been ABC Sports because they were an um, independent identity. They were one of the networks that everybody wanted to watch when it came to sports. They merged with ESPN. That started happening, if people remember, back in 2006, um, yeah. when you start seeing ESPN on ABC, it's like, what the hell is that? That's not right. It's not right at all. And I kind of divorced myself in 2003 from ESPN. It's, it's not right. It's too politically correct. In fact, all of the big networks have had at least three political stories. And tried to mix it into sports.
1: Don't do that. Oh God! Yeah, it's, it is. It's it's contaminates it, and and really, it's going to turn to a lot of people. And I guess they really just they made that they made that decision, like you said, uh, and they just don't care. That, they don't. That They're going to upset a portion of their audience. They don't, man. They they
0: really really don't. And one of the one of the radio hosts, he he has a show on a SiriusXM, Sirius uh, XM, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Went completely off on ESPN because of the direction that they that they went. I'm going to have something similar to that to open up the show tomorrow, because uh, uh, we got to get out of he- we got to get out of here in a couple of minutes. But I want to thank you, uh, Matt, for coming on. But I'm going to open up the show tomorrow with my feelings about all four of the main networks: ESPN, Fox, CBS Sports and uh, NBC Sports all becoming politically correct and how it has seeped into their coverage of sports because somehow, and Matt, we talked about this with Pat Miletic when we recorded that episode back in May, somehow it has seeped into the sports world and the lines have been completely blurred.
1: Oh yeah. And Pat had a great uh, point with, uh, the NFL, as Pat Milicic was saying, yeah, that it has. Hey, if you want to, if you want to really try to control the masses, you know, when you, you you've got the NFL's perfect to collude with the government. They oh, have; yeah. they've given the governments given them that tax exempt status. Mm-hmm. Their stadiums are paid for. We get into all that. Their training centers, they get subsidies from the government, which yeah. is ridiculous. Oh yeah, for propaganda. You know, it's 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 horrible. Uh, and the NFL has really lost a lot of fans. You just gave, because you just they, gave they, me an idea. So political. You just gave me an idea.
0: To kick off Season 4, let's do a Super Bowl episode and really piss off the masses, and you talk about this. This subject here. Yeah. And
1: Pat has time to yeah, come well, on. We, we did an episode in Season 1 where I talked about the NFL being yeah. essentially a state-sponsored monopoly and the yeah. tax-exempt status. A lot of things people don't know about.
0: That was one of our most popular episodes in in that season because it opened up a lot of eyes and i will tell you yeah, i had so many I people was, tell me they didn't know that right right and so many people still don't know so many people still don't know you know any all this talk about what Colin Kaepernick has done to the nfl no the nfl has done it to themselves because of the product that is absolutely sucking right now and i haven't all i've watched this season were highlights and you can't make judgments on that but at the same time yeah. it's not just the nfl it's all uh, except the nhl who actually got it right all the major sports leagues are flushed down the toilet.
1: Yeah, and you, being here in South Carolina, as you know, Brian, we don't have any professional right. teams here. It's it's everything is college, mm-hmm. and uh, and people are huge fans here, mainly of the Gamecocks. And being being the heel that I am, I I uh, shared some of my promotional stuff with the <laughs> lovely stephanie with the. Uh, uh, the Clemson promotions we were yes. doing last year. Yes. Uh, just to just to upset folks, but man, what a what a blowout that was! But here, it's all about college. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's all about college sports. No one really follows the NFL very closely here in South Carolina. The
0: only time the NFL has been in South Carolina is the Carolina Panthers' inaugural season when they played it at Clemson. That's it. Yeah, so yeah. To I, mean, I mean, you
1: know, you could argue that, that Charlotte's not that far, but it, it kind of really is. It is. You know, it's it, it's a good distance, and people don't really get into it. I mean, I know a few folks that have season tickets to the Panthers, but last time I was at a Panthers game, the, the stadium was half empty. Yeah. It wasn't half empty.
0: And, it's, and the stadiums are going to continue to be half-empty until the product improves and until they get politics out of the NFL, period. Until they make it yeah, fair I agree. Until they make it fair for the players as well as the fans, the NFL's product will continue to suffer, especially when you have a team like the New England Patriots who cheat every time they go to the Super Bowl. And, yeah, I'm calling it out. I've said it many times before. People don't like me for saying it. But I've had a question asked to me last night at my basketball game, and we'll close with this. Someone asked me who my favorite quarterback was of all time, and I said Joe Montana. Someone looked at me and said, "What about Tom Brady?" I said, "Oh, you mean the cheater in New England?" About the only thing (laughs) I can give him is the fact that he's played 18 years with the same team. But everything Brady has done, Montana
1: did before him. Period. And Montana did it organically. Phenomenal. You know who my favorite quarterback was growing up? Who's that? uh, Phil Sims. Phil Uh, Sims.
0: Yeah, I love it. Hey, he and Montana had some epic battles over the years when the NFL oh, yeah. was when the NFL oh, yeah. was fun to watch, you know. And you people
1: know. always ask me, you know, being from Connecticut, people always ask me, "What was your team?" You know, your football team, your right. baseball team. And and in growing up where I did in Long Island Sound, just outside of New York City, uh, right there on the line, we gravitated towards the New York teams. You know, for me, it was the yeah. Giants mm-hmm. and the. Uh, and the Yankees, but then when I started working with uh, Northeast Beverage, I had some buddies that were more in the upstate of, south of Connecticut and uh, went to a couple of Patriots games and freezed, freezed my cajones off. It was so <laughs> brutally cold out there. <laughs>
0: That's the kid of Connecticut, Matt Granahan, joining me on this Tuesday Express Edition of Snowman in the Morning. Yeah, we talk sports, but we talk life as well, and having him on is... An absolute thrill and a pleasure. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Brian. Have a great day. Thank you. That'll do it for our express edition of Snowman in the Morning. Tomorrow, I promise, we got a full show, all things college football, coaching vacancies, CFP Top 4, which will be revealed tonight. Plus, I have two very special guests. I'll let you know who they are tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. God bless. Remember to make your next move your best move. And always remember, if your dreams don't scare you, then they are not big enough. Dream big, do bigger. I'm out of here. Talk to you tomorrow. Snowman out.
1: The St. Joseph Chargers have built up a basketball tradition unlike any other. Led by legendary head coach Gene Pingator, the Chargers look to continue that tradition of outstanding basketball in the 2017-2018 season. Already 5-0 in champions of the Ron Johnson Thanksgiving Tournament, the Chargers are now ranked 14th by the Chicago Sun-Times. St. Joseph will put its undefeated record to the test on Friday night in a CCL crossover game at St. Lawrence. The Vikings are also undefeated. Tune into the action live Friday night at Arena Sportsnet Chicago. That's at arenasportsnet.com slash ASNChicago slash live. I'm Connor Klingin, and I'll be calling the action all season long on ASN Chicago. Are you ready for another thrilling season of Charger basketball? Don't miss out and tune into ASN Chicago all season long.